When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of There Will Be Dungeons, this one for January and early February 20, uh, 2020. Yeah, that's the year. Um, Scott Johnson with the whole crew. We're all here. Uh, Kyle, Kristen, Bo, John. To answer your questions and to provide for you, our supporters, a bonus show. If you're getting this and you're not a supporter, well, you had to wait a whole week to get it. Wouldn't you like to get it on time? Support us at therewillbedungeons.com. All right. Uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. About 30 minutes or so of Q&A, and we throw it to Kristen, who has a big list of questions. Kristen, take it away. All right, time to start now. We're going to actually kick off with some emails. We had some great questions and comments coming in. Uh, so first one is from Caden, and it says, I'm about to start my first D&D encounter at my middle school club. Any ideas to help me role play a good character in general? Keep up the good work, Caden. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, she should answer this one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, these guys don't even know about the. So I have another character that's at the ready in case Nash ever bites it. Uh, his name is Hack Lowman. And uh, it's re- I find it incredibly fun to roll new characters, um, despite my, my only doing this about mm, five or six times my entire life where I've made a character in D&D, and much of that was many, many years ago. Um, but I like the process because, for me, um, it's just as much about the tone and the personality of the character I'm creating as it is any of the stats. In fact, if anything, it's more. It's just more fun to like think about this person and what they're going to be like and how they're going to behave and and um, you know what their strengths are going to be. What are they going to sound like? If you're going to do any kind of RP in your stuff, are you going to make them gruff and angry you're going to make them happy go lucky or you know where are you going to be in the characterization plane and and that's fun so i would just i would look at it in that from that regard don't get too wound up in are these the perfect stats um cuz you can always make a new character uh you know like even if you totally screw up and i there's stuff with nash that's screwed up there's no question about it like numbers <laughs> num, in the numbers there's things i should have done um but i'm I'm completely 100% happy with the character. And I think you want that before the nut because the numbers are just numbers and it's really not that big a deal. And depending on how lenient your DM is, maybe you can, you know, tweak some of that before you get cranking or, or as you get in a, a little while and find out you're super underpowered in something you needed. Maybe there's some wiggle room. But regardless of how he runs your game, you just want to love the dude you make or the lady you make. And that's the fun part. So I would just focus on that and then 
you know, build the stats around him. Yeah, jumping off that, I know comedy is really important for me, but at the same time, don't build a character you're going to try and force laughs with. Because comedy naturally happens when you run into weird situations. And as long as you're playing the character to what the character would do, have fun with it. As long as it makes you laugh. That's really Yeah, I agree. All the matter. And I think what'll happen is you'll surprise yourself. Like when I when I started with Nash, my my goal with him was he was gonna be super serious and very self serious all the time. And the fun and the funny would come out in just interactions with other players. And that turned out still to be true. But he's just kind of a mess now. And you may find that, right? Like, don't expect going in with what you exactly what you have in mind and then be disappointed when something takes a turn or you realize you got to settle in a different way. The way I look at it is, like, go watch the first season of The Simpsons or go watch actually the first season of any show where there's voice actors instead of live actors. They tend to be wildly different later on. And... Homer sounds so different and you know, Mr. Burns sounds completely different. And that kind of stuff is, is fun to watch in retrospect, but at the time you didn't really notice it. So, so, you know, it just kind of happened over time. I think that's just natural and it will totally happen to your character. It certainly happens to mine. Um, and also depends on the other relationships on the team, like doing stuff with John and Stanley or even the bird nowhere or nothing nowhere. Um, was, creates a, such a fun like bounce back and forth that that also helps inform you get kind of where your character is going to go so yeah for me you don't you don't go in there planning to be funny or serious or impressive you just go in hoping that you can you know see your dude evolve and turn into something that's more than just the numbers on a page yeah, going into the DM section of this, Dakota writes, uh, I was curious if Bo would be willing to give any advice. He's an amazing DM and has a great grasp of when to interfere and when to allow the players to succeed or fail. And also going further on this that, you know, maybe other people in the group might have thoughts on too. One of my main questions is about player DM. Is this doable? I've wondered about being an almost Gandalf-style player while DMing, but unsure if it's smart or would be too complicated as a first-time DM. Player DM. You mean playing a character in addition to being the DM? Yes. Yeah, I would recommend against that. Even if you felt that you could, your your bias is is so great uh, that it would be hard to remain impartial or be obviously impartial, uh, I think, to your own creation. And then you just sort of run into the problem of, I mean, how much time are you giving it over other players in the game, right? Like that much time focused on your own creation is that much time not spent on entertaining everyone else at the table. So I would say just don't do it personally. Not to be super down on it, because I get the I get the appeal. It's very tempting. What if there's a way? Is is there like a an accepted method though? Like, does anyone do this and then says, "Oh yeah, being a no. DM and a player totally works if you do this one way of playing or something." It it can be done. I just I would strongly argue against it. There's just no need for it, right? I mean, there's a world full of players and very few DMs, mm -hmm. and if you really need to be a player, you should try and be a player. Um, I just think that the way D and D works is a lot of it is in your head. It's not like a rule set where you can ensure a lack of bias and an efficient use of your mental energy spent on everything evenly, if that makes sense. Sure. Just, yeah. Do you think there's a it. sense for people who want to be a DM that the reason they don't choose it is they feel like they're missing out? 
because the player is where is it where it's at. I don't, I'm not saying that's a that's a foregone conclusion, um, but you think so? That's, I know a lot of people who would love to DM, but it requires even the smallest amounts of work and knowledge, so that's never happening. I know plenty of people who would love to DM that still haven't after a decade because they just don't crack open a book and start doing it. Like you have to be, you're in a, you are a motivated individual. If you decide to become a DM that that's, you know, a lot of people wish for that, but if you actually take those steps, it's different. So yeah, I mean, you can encourage someone in your play group to take a turn DMing. I know John has done it a couple of times here and that's great. If you have someone who'll do that, that's your best way of getting a chance to be a player. Well, speaking of, Joseph wrote in, I love the show and have never played before and have three friends that haven't played, but we all have an interest. How should we start? And is it difficult to jump into being a DM? Uh, So you should start by figuring out who among you is best suited to be the DM. Someone who wants to do it. If none of you want to do it, you're not playing D&D. You'll have to find someone else to do that for you. So usually it's whoever resolves first in a group like that so maybe you'll get lucky enough and one of you maybe it'll be you maybe it'll be someone else decides to take up that mantle is it hard it's not hard but it does require you know you have to know the rules you have to sit and read books you have to work on it and you'll be doing more the players just get to show up and have fun and maybe they, their character sheets are a little more inaccurate so you do, you know, you don't have to be a dictator. You don't have to be really deep into the OCD level of controlling everything. But you do, you are an initiator or leader of a group in that way. So you do have to be prepared to take that on a little bit. I don't know if that answers the question very well. But, I think know. it does. Uh, John, it's did you have any hard. Um, I think the for me, the big thing is just dive into it. You know, it was something that I had an interest in. If you even have a little bit of interest in, but your assumption is just like, oh, I would be new, so I don't want to do it, just dive in. You know, you're you're there to have fun with friends, and uh, you, you will have fun. Like, no matter what, you will have fun. Uh, it wasn't a D&D situation, but one time a bunch of friends and I bought a card game. We had no idea how to play. We didn't know what we were doing, but we just kind of did a glance through the rules. We played it completely wrong. Uh, we didn't follow any of those rules correctly, but guess what? We all had a good time. And that's what you'll have with your friends as long as everybody's kind of on board and ready to go along with it. So my advice would be to just jump in. Awesome. And then Kyle, the final DM of the group. I know you're, <laughs> you're handling chunks at the moment, but <laughs> do you have any advice? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes uh be brave you just have to go for it believe in yourself yeah. believe also, in yourself be brave also we'll do a quick blog kyle does a show a solo show called dm gives inspiration uh you should check that out as well he's he's busy with a baby at the moment but he's got lots of great answers on that show yeah That's i have a follow-up real quick bo how come um there, we've been pretty short on inspiration granting lately have we all been that bad or just uh well no if you bring the the level of quality is so high that you know look at that well, was a pretty fired all the time uh-huh i got yeah. you okay okay but if there's been a drought of inspiration i'll make a note of it okay I'm not saying you know you do you should do you and give us whatever we <laughs> i am inspired by all four of you every week so that's that's nice it's hard it's hard there's no point where i'm like oh yeah i need to encourage them with inspiration 
I mean, keep in mind, inspiration is a tool, and there's some new DM questions in here. If you have reticent players or players, you know, that are difficult in some way to help reward them for playing correctly. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad. Not correctly, <laughs> but... Yeah, it does. No, no, not correctly. That's the wrong word. But, but yeah. not even playing how you want them to play, but just encouraging them. Like if they have a shell, when they break out of their shell, you know, because not all players are social dynamos. Some of them are in their shell or awkward. Or so when they go out of that comfort zone, that's an opportunity to, to encourage that. I don't really have that problem. I'm very blessed here. So, yeah. My it's... reward, more than inspiration, is anytime Bo says to me, like, oh, that actually scared me, or oh, I feel intimidated. Yeah, that's like my that. true inspiration. It's anytime I get a genuine reaction out of Bo. Yeah, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of inspiration, any big plans for the 100th episode? It is coming up soon. Uh, it is. We're at 91 tonight. So we are uh, nine episodes away from. Uh... From that, which I guess is nine weeks in theory. And wow, uh, those are some awesome plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the great part is that I don't know that we've really given a lot of thought to that, but what would we, I mean, no, do we even want to do anything? I don't for think it can even really be done. All it would take is for episode 99 us to go, what if we shopped instead? And that's the end of, that's the end of Bo's plan. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't think I don't think content-wise we'd wedge in anything. Like it'd be a continuation of the show wherever that is. There's no, you know what I mean. The hundredth episode monster flies from the sky and decides to kill you all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm sure we'll. Well, I understand that the desire for eventy kind of things when you reach milestones, like that's the thing yeah. you see a lot in video games and in podcasts. Everybody's like, "Oh, what are we doing for 100?" Like it's always the thing, or what am I going to do for? 500 of film sack coming up or 2000 so Scott, of uh Scott you, ha- you you how many 100 episodes have you been on different oh, shows way too like many 10, probably 10 11? 10 or 11 yeah yeah so it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like your first show it gets to 100 it's a big deal yeah. when it's show number 14 it's like all right you know that's kind of where well, I was getting with that it's it just that, you I do- hate to be negative Nancy and just be like we're doing nothing what kind of a question is that yeah, but no. <laughs> at the same time we're just like we just keep doing what we do good every week and that's yep you know, i don't know that's basically it I i'm mean, sure we'll, we'll talk about we'll it mention it and like you know hey well done everybody and here's the 100 more and all that but the actual content of the show will stick to why people listen to us in the first place or watch it in the first place i think I've gotten that way. Generally, that's my attitude on any hitting milestones. On but the shows if our listeners have any ideas, I'll gladly hear them because maybe there is something fun we can do. Yeah, totally possible. So send them to send them to me. Yeah, to Bo. Go to uh, Bo. Your go to DM. go to the DM questions on our uh, Discord mm-hmm. on the Frog Pants Discord. Mm-hmm. Go to DM questions and put your information there. Yeah, and he'll get with you. Or DM me on Twitter. Yeah, do you have D- open DMs on Twitter? I do. I do. Oh, look at that open DM with an open DM. Yeah, I'm the open openest DM there ever was. You're like a you're like Nash's crotch on a sunny day. That's amazing. I'll take your there will be dungeons questions. I'll take your suggestions, and I also accept requests from bots who try to get me to go on dates with them. Send nudes. Oh, don't send nudes. <laughs> Are there any uh, NPCs based on real people or friends? As an inside joke or nod to anyone. I think I'm starting to notice there are some Easter eggs for listeners embedded in the story and little shout outs here and there. Mm, not that I can think of. I mean, you had the pod, the Frog Pants podcast reference that one time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty obvious. There was the the podcast. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, podcasting was fishing in the desert. Everything. The mind master was definitely inspired by Bo watching episode one recently. Oh yeah, no. things like that come up all the yeah. time, and I'm I would actually that's I'd love to transition to that because it's kind of the same question. But Bo, how often as DM do you you know you get inspired by something like you're watching The Expanse for the first time, or you just watch the end of uh, something and you and you love a little twist they did? How tempted are you every time to say I'm just going to put a little juice of, in the show from that? It's mainly voices, honestly, because I'm not a voice actor. I have a limited range, as we've established very early on. (laughs) Not brilliant at much of any of it. So if I see something awesome in a movie or TV show, I might start, you know, copying it and and trying it out. So it's not that I wanted to make Newt Gunray a character, but it's just like, I like, what was that race called? Johnny, no. The Nemoidians. Oh. Yeah, the Nemoidians have a very distinct way of speaking. <laughs> yeah, they do. Is that legal, my lord? I, I don't know. So I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. I could do something like that. You know, so anything I watch, I'm always looking for something I think I can do that's unique. And you know. How different would have lizard folk land been if you hadn't been watching Game of Thrones that week? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair question. <laughs> I don't know. I still would have had families. I don't think it would have been that different. I just think maybe the names of the NPCs wouldn't have been so on the nose with certain characters. Mm-hmm. Because I always, like, Orp has nothing to do with Game of Thrones, right? And so this whole power structure beneath them would be there in some form. I just thought it would be fun to nod Game of Thrones in that way. And that Varel would hate it, too, so. <laughs> That's what made it work, though. <laughs> yeah. But we've got Omnom, and Omnom is not a Game of Thrones-inspired character in any way. No, and we all love him. And then a question for everyone. If you decided you wanted to retire a character you were playing to try something else, would you rather they die valiantly during a fight or just quit adventuring with the group? I think we know the answer for Stanley. Or retired Sigil. No, not necessarily. (laughs) I just, I felt it was worth exploring anyway. That wasn't the question. Uh, you know, I want to still I, explore it. That was intense. and that was a great exploration, by the way. Yeah, I really liked it. So uh, I hope the best for Stanley. I want Stanley to get whatever it is he wants. I don't know if he even knows what he wants, but I want him to get it. I want him to succeed. But if he's going to die, I hope it's I hope it's valiantly. I think we wish the best for our characters. We're invested. We want to see good things. That's true. I don't um I don't wish Nash dead ever, but when um when I thought maybe he was going to die uh along with Stanley and Hope because there seemed like a, there was going to be a real chance of that. Um or you know, they did die, I guess. We brought him back through means, but uh I was ready to um you know, st- step in with a new dude. And I'm and I'm still ready to do that, and I'm, I'll be ready if that dude ever comes, and then that guy ever gets killed. Like I want to be, I like that feeling of. You want being Nash ready. to retire or to die in a blaze of glory? Oh, he's never going to retire. It'll be like <laughs> so. It'll be, it'll be a blaze of glory. It it'll be go. some kind of blaze of glory, or if it's not glorious, it'll be a huge like dumb thing, like bad mistake he made, like stomach like getting virus. a disease from an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. You get chopped in half, one side of the portal and the other. Yeah, something dumb like that is going to end him, and then and then Hack Lomans comes in. So you go out in a blaze of solar energy. Mm-hmm. 
That's the idea. When he'll, he'll die having never told the story of how the solar mines uh, finally got him to wise up and get out of you there. You know, I'm I'm ready, Scott. By the way, <laughs> I know you are. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go to the solar mines. You're ready to go. Yeah, but we. I don't want it to be about me. I don't want the thing to be about me. You know, yeah, everyone I mean? gets an arc, Scott. I know. We all have a city, man. Like you gotta, you gotta get ready. Yeah. How we level? I know, but I had a, I had a, I had my thing. I had the dragon heart. I know and all your, that. Par- I know your parentage. Yeah, you, you do. He knows your parents, man. I don't know what he mm-hmm. does because Nash never knew his parents, but Bo's got all that. Um, it's figured out. Mm-hmm. It's I'll, there, I'll, I'll slip you some notes about Slow Peters and how the how everything kind of went to shit and how I had to kill everybody and yeah, we'll get to all that. And and how the su- solar energy is harnessed when the sun is no longer present yeah. in the sky. Yeah, which is really at the crux of the of the humanitarian crisis. Hey, it was a micro sun. You made a micro sun. Kind of. We yeah. We built our own. We we built a horrible thing and we paid a very dear dear price for it. And I shouldn't say we because we were forced to, but the powers that be did and and they paid for it in blood. Uh, Master Belt Notch. Yeah, Master Belt Notch and his like his ilk. <laughs> I'll get you more on that. And Varel, I can assume we're going down in a blaze of glory. Yes, but I had to make an off-character back in the main Mind Flayer bit just so I could be okay with it. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, I I sat down one night and was like, okay, like, fake funeral for Varel. If he goes, I need a backup so I'm okay with this because otherwise Varel is like, oh my God, I love him so much, I would be devastated. Yeah. And now I won't be so much because my next guy would be... No, that's a great idea. That's kind of what I did with with Hack. It was like, as long as I know I've got uh, any like relation a relation to Death of a Salesman, Willie Loman. No, no, no. Okay, I like the just the name Loman because it sounds like low man, and he's yeah. He's I like kinda, it too. I just it brings a Death of a Salesman bill. To what's me. weird is you'd think I would exter- I would start experimenting a little bit with uh, uh, with other races and stuff, but he's also human. I, there's something I like about. It's your world is why, because I don't mind in other scenarios or in other games, D and D or otherwise. I would rather, I'd rather mess around with other with other races, and I did that with John's thing. Um, but in your case, because you've set it in this apocalyptic future of our potential planet, um, I don't know. You represent humanity. Yeah, there's something the about best, that. The best and worst parts of humanity it keeps driving me to do that for some reason. But yeah, yeah. well, Kristen, Blaze of Glory or well, Blaze of, Blaze of Glory definitely, but Hope still believes she's not going to die. Wow. So, the, so you know, Squirts was fun, but Squirts was a, had to be so vastly different because Hope was going to come back. There was no doubt in my mind. I, there was no mourning of Hope. Wow. That's great. I love. Very, very confident in Varela Nash. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Stanley felt that. Nope. I don't know, but Varel and Nash were so to the point and get stuff done that, what, five days? Took five Ooh, days. That's a record. Won a competition even in five days. Yeah. Got money, base of operations, res the two dead characters. Now we're ready to go. Yep, ready to rock. For Bo or Kyle, uh, do you think we will ever explore more of the story of Grosjil, or is that something Varel would find interest in learning? I'm all for it. I think that's, I mean, 
We revealed the most badass power ever that I could transform the shield into a flaming sword, and I lost it that day. Like, there's so much more there, and I, I'm half the reason why we look for weapons today is to open up the door to looking for Groot. Grozil's artifact may return. In terms of Grozil's lore, I mean, Kyle keeps scratching at it. That may reveal more, but a part of me does like this idea of a legend that everything seems as plausibly fake, but also plausibly true. That he's a god killer. Hmm. I like I like things surrounded in mystery. Yeah, until the big reveal, right? Because then you have something. Well, I don't know. Well, in, I, in some it, cases, it depends on Kyle and and how he keeps digging. In some cases, a lot of cases, I love a story where you don't get any sort of reveal, or at least the world building part of it just sort of stays uh, mysterious because you get in trouble when you start having Niles and Daphne get together on Frasier, right? You got to have that that distance that. <laughs> You lose half the audience. You do. By the end of that show, we were all like, no, well, that's no fun now that they're together. Half the fun was they would never get together, and we wondered if they ever would, and now you know, there's an answer, and that's no fun. So for me, it's like, you know, I don't want to know too much about the bullet farmer in Mad Max. I don't want to know too much about Gastown and who runs it. I, I don't need too much background on a lot of those things in that movie. Part of why I love it so much is because the basics are there, and they're intriguing basics. And it's enough for my imagination to spark and then go off in some direction and just fill in the blanks. And I love that feeling. I love doing that. So part of me teasing around the solar mines is that it's me being kind of an a-hole about it because I know enough structure to know what I want there. But part of me is like, yeah, leave it, leave it weird and hanging and, and only drop little bombs like, oh, yeah, the slow Peters. What? Slow Peters. And then you guys, you know, <laughs> everybody's thinking, what the hell are those? Oh, that's interesting. And they start making up stuff in their own head. That's a cool thing in storytelling. So, I don't Wouldn't know. Wouldn't it be funny if, if the Solar Mines was a film school and <laughs> had a college degree in filmmaking, and that he makes he, he's tailoring his backstory to like the movies instead of you know what actually happened. I'm ready. Let's well, do it. It's funny. There's your new idea. Done. <laughs> Cut it. That's a wrap. Yep. All right, for the competition, for the M fighting, did the party have an idea for an alternative trick to play on Kanja if Pharrell hadn't beaten him? I will go first because my answer is the easiest. Uh, no, because nothing couldn't come up with an idea like that. She could oh. only execute an idea someone else had. I don't know. What now, about else? There's another question in here. Well, there, there's this little silence here. Uh, did you feel stifled at all, John, uh, doing that? Oh, it yeah. was hard for me uh definitely because it, it's so counter to how i would want to play but um it was a very fun experience to try something different to get in there and be something new uh it was probably the wrong character for the situation we ended up finding ourselves in but i had a very good time with it yeah i was i wondered how that felt while you were doing it because i just kept thinking man i don't know if i could do this this is like intensely limiting what john can say and you ended up doing it really good i i will say this i liked it because it was stanley can be very dominating and it was a chance to have a character that was the exact opposite and get to just enjoy watching other people take over that role like that's not a role that varel's used to and familiar with and it was just a joy getting to see him do that yeah i really enjoyed that character much as I so did, Ver it. 
Did Varel or Nash have a plan? Oh hell no! I had no plan for any of it. I was, I was gonna pants him. <laughs> awesome! Dang it! Now I want to see how that would have gone. But yeah, I don't have any. I had no plan at all how I was gonna help trick anybody to do. It was anything. kind of a weird couple of episodes, right? It really shied away from being D and D and became this other weird thing. Well, plus remember, I had zero magic then. I was after keys then. I was a heart floating around then. Like there's. I was very. I felt. I felt like I couldn't do much to to help with any of the tricks or any of that. We had to rely on the little trash monkey. <laughs> oh, I love that trash monkey. I do too. Uh, going back, let's see. For Nash slash Bo, I know it was touched on briefly that Nash may have had an elf baby, half elf baby. But I was wondering. Nash has a dragon metal heart and the blood and DNA of a dragon pumping through his veins. And it was the dragon metal heart that resonated with Angelashi and gave her the plant powers, apparently, ellipses. Is there a chance that this child comes out a dragonborn slash half-elf weird hybrid? Oh, man. Bo, am I going to go home and find that or what? I can't reveal game information. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's going to be like that. Do you guys ever see the original V and they had that baby and it was like a lizard baby? Oh, I'm scared now. I'm scared. Uh, John, I've always wondered what was going on with Diantalis during the three months break after you guys saved Tiet Kella. Was it a John decision that he didn't show up or was there more going on in the background? Uh, it was my decision. And Diantalis, uh, one of his big things to Stanley was definitely a like this world that you're fighting so hard to do good in and be a good person in is never going to give that back to you. It's just going to continue to take things from you. And even if you think you've won, you haven't. And so when Stanley, you know, had this big victory and it was like, we've done it to die in Talos, it was just, all right, well, let me just sit back and watch what I told him would happen, happen. So it was three months of Diane Talos just waiting for the other shoe to drop, essentially. Now, we got rid of Diane Talos before he got a chance to say, told you so, but there would have been a big told you so. So, um, yeah, I think his quiet speaks volumes. I think Stanley still remembers it. I think he still probably hears that to some degree that, like, this is what you got for not listening to me. You know, you got killed. Wow. Dark, 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 man. Yeah. Dark, man. Question for Bo. I know you were only able to do three of the characters for the M Sports Fighting League, but did you have any half-formed ideas of other catchphrases for characters that weren't finished? Oh, yeah. And can we hear six- them? I had 16, and you can hear them. I just got to get to it, so it'll just be a moment. <clears throat> but, um, sorry, I'm loading it up here. Just... There's a lot more. I do plan to make the content available in the DM box. Nice. So that you can see it more once that's ready. Uh, where is it all? Big time smacking brothers. Okay, so we had uh, Arch. Let's see if there's anything for Archibald here. So Archibald serves his master, Lord Abaddon, Prince of the Apocalypse, Lord of the 666th Lair of the Abyss, diligently and without question. Whether it's raising the souls of entire worlds or engaging the very best warriors in the M fighting competition, Archibald rends flesh for his master with great zeal. And one of his lines are, In the end, the maelstrom will devour all of creation. Wow. 
And then he also says, empty your mind. And his other catchphrase is, surrender to nothingness. Oh, my gosh. Did you? That's, I swear you wrote all that stuff for, like, all those crappy fighting games. I swear you, you're the yeah. guy. It's amazing. Spot on. Mm-hmm. They are, they're totally. all perfect. They don't sound. You could tell me, is it this? Did I make this up or was it in a fighting game? One of those contests? I'd get it all wrong because they're yeah. all good. They're not all good. There they're all great. Yeah. There's a character scrumptious who's an Eric Cockra, who's a chef. Um, I don't, I didn't write his <laughs> write up yet, but he's a chef. He's the laughing fowl. And he says things like delicious. And that's some good cooking. Nope. Same. Still on. Still good. <laughs> yeah. That would have been yeah. the pro. Yeah, still good. Still nailed it. Uh, you know, we had our um, arrogant elf character in there. Fochirolas. Or Forcirolas or Forchirolas, the body of graces. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's a fencer, but he's also a high elf. Yeah. And he says, You call that fighting? <laughs> and then he goes, Mind your manners, savage. <laughs> and uh, then he shouts out when he does elegant repost. He goes, elegant repost. Uh-huh. Elegant repost. And when, Parry. He, when they all Parry. lose, when they lose, do they go, uh, 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 like that thing you did yeah. that one time? Uh, 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 oh, I love that. Yeah. So good. Anyways, yeah, I wrote, uh, it helps characterize them getting those quotes, right? It is. It also helped us to hear all that because it got us to the end of our. Wait, thing. I got one more. Oh, what do you got? It's, it's you know, it's Buster Balls McBuster. Give it. Yes. Yeah, goes, now who stole my drink? That's all I said. That's it. <laughs> That's the only line. Uh, did you play a lot of? You play a lot of fighting games in the day. You must have because these were uh, back like, in the day. Everyone played Street Fighter and Tekken to some extent, right? Play a lot yeah. of Tekken Three. Yeah. You guys should play the Tekken 7 uh, single-player story. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, te- all Tekkens are bad, dude. Yeah, it's, it's great, though. It's kind of great, but terrible. Anyway, on that note, thank you all for listening. We look forward to another month and another bonus show, which we'll do sometime near the end of February. We hope that you enjoyed this one. I know we did, and keep those questions coming. There will be Dungeons.com. If you didn't hear yours asked today, don't worry. We keep them in kind of a pile, and we'll uh, get to everything. That uh, is a meaningful question for the show. I guess we can't promise every one of them, but we'll do our best. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for Chunks, for John, for Bo, and for all of you. See you next time. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go to the solar mine.